and welcome to the Your Favourite Teacher podcast. For additional support materials, visit www.yourfavouriteteacher.com. Today we'll be looking at a brief plot summary and introducing you to some of the context behind possibly the best known love story of all time, Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. Prologue. Firstly, the prologue is like an introduction. It gives the audience a brief summary of what's going to come in the play. It really needs a spoiler alert. So, we learn that two families, Capulets and Montagues, have a long-running family feud, which rears its ugly head when one teenager from each family ends up falling in love. We also learn that they will commit suicide as a result of becoming entangled in this feud. Only after the suicide do the families realise what they've done and end the feud. Based on this alone, we can ask the audience, is this going to be a play about love or hate? Act 1. Act 1 opens with a fight between the two families, stopped by the prince. Meanwhile, Romeo, a Montague, is lovesick because he is rejected by Rosaline. He tells his best friend Benvolio that he will never love again and he's heartbroken. Over the Capulets, Paris asks Lord Capulet if he can marry his daughter, Juliet. Capulet says he will think about it. They throw a ball later that night. Romeo and Benvolio decide to gatecrash the party and Romeo meets Juliet. At this point, he forgets his love for Rosaline and decides he loves Juliet instead. I know, typical man, right? The pair end up kissing without realising who their families are. They find this out later. Brutal. Act two. It's still the night of the ball, with Romeo sneaking into the Capulet's garden to see Juliet. He finds her on the balcony, talking to herself about her love for him. Entranced by her, Romeo makes himself known and they decide to get married. Romeo seeks help from Friar Lawrence, who agrees. He sends word to Juliet through her nurse and they get married that afternoon in secret. Act three. At the start of Act 3, there's another fight between the Capulets and the Montagues. This time, Tybalt, Juliet's cousin, kills Mercutio. In anger, Romeo then kills Tybalt. As a consequence, he is banished from Verona by the prince. Romeo and Juliet spend the night together before Romeo leaves. Upon his departure, the Capulets tell Juliet that they've arranged for her to marry Paris, unaware that she is already married to Romeo. The wedding is arranged for two days' time, whether she likes it or not. Act 4. Upset, she asks Friar Lawrence for help and he comes up with a plan. Juliet is to go back to her parents and tell them that she will happily marry Paris. She then takes a sleeping potion, faking her own death. Whilst this is happening, Friar Lawrence sends word to Romeo of their plan, telling him to come to the Capulet's tomb in time for the potion to wear off so that they can run away together. Act 5. Unfortunately, Romeo does not receive Friar Lawrence's letter. That would just be too easy. Instead, he hears that Juliet is dead and rushes to her tomb on a suicidal mission. Paris sees Romeo as he's making his way to the tomb. The pair fight and Romeo ends up killing him as well. Inside the tomb, Romeo sees what he thinks is his dead love and takes a poison to kill himself. 
Friar Lawrence has finally realised that Romeo didn't get his letter, but he is too late and arrives at the tomb just as Juliet is waking. Unsure of what to do, he runs away, leaving a heartbroken Juliet who ends up killing herself. The Montagues and Capulets finally realise that their feud was silly and decide to make peace. A little bit too late. Now, here's some context. I won't go into too much detail here because I'll talk about how it links to certain characters and themes in some later videos, but here's just a little bit to get you started. At the time in which the play was written, there definitely wasn't gender equality. Females were meant to be passive and accepting. So Juliet refusing to marry Paris and disobeying her parents was a really big deal. Also, Juliet was only 13 at the time, which was a normal age for women to marry. Violence was fairly normal for men. The more violent they were, the more they were praised. And finally, wealthy families often had nurses to look after the children. They became like a second mother to them, seeing as their biological ones were out enjoying themselves at parties. Romeo is first introduced to the audience as, in sadness, heartbroken over Rosaline. Immediately, this tells us whilst he is clearly very romantic, he's also a typical teenage boy, fickle. He thinks he knows what love is, but really he just comes across as childish. He tells Mercutio he has a soul full of lead, meaning he feels weighed down by his love for Rosaline. However, Mercutio knows that he just needs a decent night out and to meet a new girl, which of course he does. Did my heart love till now? As soon as he saw Juliet in Act 1, Scene 5, Romeo completely forgot about Rosaline. Shakespeare's use of romantic and religious imagery when Romeo woos Juliet shows that he's used to getting his own way and is quite the smooth talker when it comes to the ladies. When they kiss, Juliet says, you kiss by the book. This reveals that Shakespeare wants the audience to know that he's quite clever in the way he wins over Juliet. He knows how to kiss, but he is clever with his kisses in order to win the hearts of those he desires. Shakespeare has deliberately done this to show that Romeo knows more about the language of love than the real emotion. Don't worry, this soon changes when he really does fall for Juliet. When Romeo realises that his love for Juliet is real, he makes a faithful vow, showing that he's committed to marrying her. To demonstrate this, he organises the wedding with Friar Lawrence as quickly as possible. Here, Shakespeare shows Romeo to have grown up a bit, becoming more realistic with his feelings and knowing that marriage will show Juliet how committed he is to her. Romeo goes from having a soul full of lead to saying, the measure of thy joy be heaped like mine. He doesn't seem to be as charming with his words, with Shakespeare favouring an emotional response rather than one full of imagery. When Romeo is with his friends, his fatal flaw seems to come out more. He's clearly obsessed with love, as noted by Mercutio, who is always very honest with him. Shakespeare includes Romeo spending time with his friends to show that whilst being obsessed with love, he does have strong bonds and loyalties to his friends. Which comes through when he fights and gets revenge on the Capulets at the start of Act 3. Speaking of loyalty and revenge, it would be silly not to point out Romeo's darker side. Shakespeare characterises him as someone who is clearly ready to fight to the death when Mercutio is killed by the Capulets. Here, Shakespeare shows the contrast when Romeo is with his friends and when he's with Juliet. He makes a comment that Juliet has softened him. 
Either way, Romeo is definitely a passionate character in the play, whether that's avenging his friend's death or being hopelessly in love with Juliet. Romeo's violent side brings out his need to jump straight in rather than thinking things through. This is true of his fights with the Capulets, as well as his quick change from Rosaline to Juliet and who he loves. As soon as he's happy with Juliet, he immediately arranges to marry her to prove his love. Shakespeare uses phrases like, go wisely and slow, showing that Romeo is warned by others, but he doesn't really take any notice. Contextually, Romeo takes on a typical teenage boy. Shakespeare characterises him as headstrong and at times violent, which was expected of men in the Elizabethan era. He needs to prove himself as a good, worthy Montague, which is reminiscent of many men of the time who wanted to uphold their family's honour. Visit yourfavouriteteacher.com for videos, worksheets and everything you need to exceed in your studies. Thanks for listening!